1: Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 12th of March 2009. And for those newcomers, look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website and you can download hundreds of hours of talks I've given in the past about the big system in which we're born into, the system which controls the whole planet now really. And I try to show you how it was formed, the associations, it's big combination, it's conglomerate that controls it, who they are, the foundations that they front with, the NGO groups that front for them as well, and I try and tell you too where it's all supposed to go, according to their own works, that is, because they do put a lot of propaganda out there by their own big players, you don't have to guess at it look into Alan Watts sentient, Sentinel.eu for transcripts of these talks which you can download, print up and they're written in the various languages of Europe. You can also order from my site at cuttingthrothematrix.com for, for the books and the discs etc. I have for sale that keeps me going or you can donate to me as well because that's the only way it ticks over here and things are expensive as we all know these days especially as we go into the planned depression and it isn't really even started yet. It's a long way to go. So the longer we can stay on the air, at least, and remember too, there are very few stations on the planet. In fact, I think the U.S. is only one, only country left that can give alternate broadcasting without so many restrictions. That will go eventually because there's so many laws on the on the books, in fact, to try and squash people like myself from talking out, so we should be grateful to the U.S. for giving us the opportunity to say what we should say while we have a chance to say it at all before it's forbidden. And things are on such an incredible roll. It's not really incredible because it's, it's all under... And you've been following this for a long, long time, it's all very predictable. And there's nothing really happening today that many of us who followed this big world agenda who watched the con games between the communists and the capitalists etc We're all funded by the same bankers anyway but watched as as a destroyed society torn it apart because any, any combination of people that opposes them is a big threat and that includes any ethnic group any tribal group any national group right down to the very basic of it all and that is the family unit through the communist writings, were adamant that under the guise of freeing women, of course, freeing women, uh, they would abolish the old patriarchal system. And that reminds me of Carl Quigley, Professor Carl Quigley, who was a historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, who said in his own book that the Council on Foreign Relations has everything on its board, communists, fascists, right-wingers of all kinds, He says, we don't don't mind who they are. We don't mind. Why not? Because the big banks funded them all, that's why. But he also did mention uh, that uh, the goal was to create this one world system, and a one monetary system, etc., etc., etc. But the family unit, of course, was one of the biggest obstacles that they had to get rid of. And he said the CFR was often mistaken for a communist party. Because of their system seemed to be identical to that of the communists. Now, why would that suit the big bankers, the destruction of the family unit? Well, as I say, the world they're bringing in is going to be a vastly different world from the one we've been used to back with more after these messages. everywhere are taking over the roles that male and female used to have. That was why they had to demolish all opposition. H.G. Wells put it well when he said, and he worked for them, remember, as a propagandist, he said uh, they would never have their, their system totally workable and in place until the family unit was destroyed because a family will stand against any oncomers, they'll stand together. When there's no one to stand for you, male or female or child, then you're on your own. It's you and government. And they wanted government to talk directly down to you, one-to-one. This is a, a website called LifesightNews.com. It's a report from the United Nations. It says, United Nations Population Fund Leader says, Family Breakdown is a Triumph for Human Rights. That's why I said, a freedom is slavery. And this was February the 3rd, 2009, Mexico City. It says, a leader of the United Nations Population Fund, the UNFPA, has declared that the breakdown of traditional families, far from being a crisis, is actually a triumph for human rights. Speaking at a colloquium held last month at Colegio Mexico, in Mexico City, UNFPA representative, Harry Hockman denounced the idea that high rates of divorce and out-of-wedlock births represent a social crisis. So it's a good thing, he says, claiming that they represent instead the triumph of human rights against patriarchy. See the game that they play? The whole Western world and the fabric that held it together has been utterly destroyed by the new culture that was introduced in the 50s and speeding up rapidly to the present times through the culture creation industry. That's a big part of the system in which we live. Very, very big part. Plato talked about it, how powerful it was thousands of years ago. He continues, in the eyes of conservative forces, these changes mean that the family is in crisis. He said, in crisis, more than a crisis, we are in the presence of a weakening of the patriarchal structure as, as a result of the disappearance of the economic base that sustains it and because of the rise of new values centered in the recognition of fundamental human rights. There you go. Remember what Quigley said? The CFR often appears to those outsiders as communist. And remember, it's all run by the big banks at the top. The comments followed close on the heels of the world meeting of families. Nice name, isn't it? Which was held in Mexico City in January and which strongly reaffirmed the importance of traditional families Their their uh, opposition here and its indispensable role in transmitting values to the next generation. Well, you see, that's contamination, according to the United Nations. If you pass your values from one generation to another under their old communistic rules, you're contaminating the children. Contamination. Read about Stalin. Read what he said about contamination. How they had to eradicate those who were contaminated. They contributed to the rise of violence and crime in Mexico. That's the, the divorces and the children now without any parents, etc., etc., and all out all of, of the the uh, out of wedlock births as well. So every country in the world now has the same crisis because of the culture creation industry spearheaded again. Uh, with all these do-gooders at the United Nations which is nothing but a front a complete front for the big banker system that's all it is everything that's run in this world is run by fronts it's the same nonsense with the money system how can you change the money system by voting in a new guy who's put in nearby the same bankers to keep the same money system going it would literally be a war a very high-tech war too on the whole public with weaponry you'd never even heard of if by some strange miracle someone could ever get voted in as the head of a country that wasn't scheduled to I guarantee you that I guarantee you that and years ago I talked before about the different currencies of the, eventually they'll give us an American currency as well for the whole of the Americas that's been published by some of those in the summit of, of the Americas, an organization that appears in the papers once in a while, even though they say it doesn't exist. And it's funded by the Rockefellers, primarily. But they're also going for world currency, and here's he the to kickoff today. And this is from The Australian, called The Australian Online. Nobel Prize winner backs world currency. See how they introduce it to the public? This is from correspondence in Astana, Kazakhstan, March the 11th, 2009. This is Kazakh President Nursultan Nazarbayev has won backing for his plan for a single word currency from an intellectual architect of the euro currency, Nobel Prize winner Professor Robert Mundell. So here you go. He get another guy to kick it off and is backed by a Nobel Prize winner, the guy who designed the euro for the Europeans. And by the way, this, this guy lives in Canada, Professor Robert Mondell. This is Nazarbayev, speaking at an economic forum in the glitzy new capital he's built on the Kazakh steppe, defended his proposal for the Metal world currency, say it, saying it might look kind of funny, but was not. And he received intellectual support from the Canadian economist Professor Mundell who helped lay the intellectual groundwork for the Europe's single currency. I must say that I agree with President Nazarbayev on his statement and many of the things he said in his plan, the project he made for the world currency, and I believe I'm on track with what he's saying, Professor Mundell said, adding adding the idea held great promise, but for whom? Hmm? For whom? Mr. Nazarbayev and Professor Mundell urged a group of 20 leading developed and developing economies to form a working group on the proposal at their summit on the global economic crisis in London on April the 2nd. So now you know part of the reason they're meeting in April the 2nd in London, where the riots will be. There's going to be riots because they've told us that in advance. And that's why they did it in London, where it's e- get easy access into London. We should deliver our thoughts and the thoughts of this conference to the leaders of those countries Mr. Nazarbayev said, referring to the G8 and G20 nations, Mr. Nazarbayev, who has held his post—listen to this—he's held his post in Soviet times, so he was in the communist government, and now he's in this this supposed democratic government. He's told told the the boss, they never changed hands at all. You see, and has seen his oil-rich state hit badly by the crisis. That's because his pals have you know pumped all the oil out of it. He'll get a cut too, mind you. Unveiled this proposal last month and said yesterday the United Nations, sh- the ni- here you are, you see, the United Nations should oversee the currency's introduction. United Nations. The United Nations is something we prattle about every day, we hear about it every day, and it's the most non-democratic corporation on the planet, and it it's a corporation. It's not a country. No public of the world were given a chance to vote it into existence or give it any power but it was set up to become at least the forerunner, the first world government. And again, it's a front for big banking boys. Though a boost for what might seem an otherworldly plan, Professor Mundell has previously suggested single currencies are only appropriate for countries with similar economies. Mr. Nazarbayev, coining off the akmetal combines the Greek word acme. It's almost like something on your face. It's not very nice. Meaning peak or best. And capital, which really means capping the pyramid. You see, that's what it means. And I'll put these links up on the site at the end of the show. Uh, it's really interesting though, to watch what goes on and the machinations oh, as they stick their puppets in government. We have Obama in there again, the banking man who was at the Bilderberger meeting before he got in as president. They always do that; they pull them in there and tell them who's going to be president next, and and they get the job. Hollywood is a great business. You know, Hollywood can take a nobody, you have no one you've ever heard of or seen before, and make them a star overnight. And that's all you do in America to get a president. You just pick someone and make them a star overnight. PR does all the rest. As long as the guy can read his script and leaves all the other answers to his advisers, for the press. He'll get to the top. It's very simple. But the Al Jazeera reported this on Wednesday, March the 11th. It says Obama pick quits over Israel lobby. The candidate for a leading U.S. intelligence post has withdrawn his nomination after accusing the country's Israel lobby of plumbing the depths of dishonor and indecency to assassinate his character. Charles Chass Freeman a former U.S. ambassador who is now president of the Middle East Policy Council think tank had initially agreed to chair the U.S. National Intelligence Council that produces assessments of security issues. But on Tuesday, withdrew his nomination following what he called a barrage of libelous distortions off his record by the Israel lobby in the U.S. The libels on me and their easily traceable emails, their uh, trails show conclusively that there is a powerful lobby determined to prevent any view other than its own from being aired, Priemann said. The tactics of the Israel lobby plumb the depths of dishonor and indecency include character assassination, selective misquotation, the willful distortion of the record, the fabrication of falsehoods, and utter disregard for the truth. Well, what's new? What's new? New boss? Same old you-know-what? Back with more after these messages. Alan Watt, and this is cutting through the matrix. I say there's so much going on, but really it's almost like the wolves going in for the kill now. They smell blood, and they have the whole world's corralled, basically. They're prepared for what's coming down for many, many years over 20 years of recruiting to police for SWAT teams, then into special military and police dash military outfits. And now they've got the troops involved and all the rest of it. So you know what's coming down. It's long-term strategy. Long-term strategy. But to do all that, as I say, they had to go through a process of demolishing that what was, which was the family unit, the nation, the people. And they've had everyone fighting everyone else. They still do have them fighting each other. But it's not good enough. Not good enough, you see. Now, look at the United, or the Economic Union of Europe. And the parliament there, you'd think uh, that it would be made up of different people from different countries, all with different agendas and so on, but they're all the same at the top. At the very top of the EU, it's a very secretive organization, and they want to create the same thing in the Americas. In fact, in the free trade negotiations many years ago, they talked about making Montreal the capital, the new Brussels for the Americas. as I say, you'd, you'd wonder... Why so many different peoples all have the same agenda and push out these uh, dictates from the top, they really dictates they pass down to the public, they filter down through the different layers of bureaucracies to the press, etc. And why they're so communistic? Well, as I say, the big banking boys and the big wealthy families that have run this planet for hundreds of years and caused every war and financed every war to get to this stage have to... Annihilate all opposition right down to male and female parents and children. But that's not enough, that they go after every religion. See, anything at all that could oppose them, they have to destroy. And that they did a darn good job of doing so. In every area. This is from the Mail Online, March the 12th, 2009 economic union equality law equality sounds nice doesn't it that will let upset atheists sue companies that hang up crucifixes by Jonathan Petra organizations which hang crucifixes on walls could be sued if they upset atheists under equality laws proposed by the European Union any group offering a service to the public including hospitals charities businesses and prisons would be at risk. Legislation may also allow Christians to bring an action against a hotel if it displayed something they deemed offensive, such as a poster for the 1979 Monty Python film, The Life of Brian. Well, a lot of Christians have seen that, and they do have a sense of humor. Actually, you'd always sue them if they've got stalks of corn ears up on their walls to celebrate some nature thing. There already exists laws banning harassment in the workplace, but the new brussels regulations are designed to offer people protection from providers of goods and services protection i, I guess if for vampires walk in and shrivel in front of a crucifix however they're so broad that critics say that they could lead to a spate of civil cases by anyone claiming their dignity has been violated by the hostile environment of an organization the church of england says hospices or charities for the homeless could face legal action if people using their services felt degraded by the religious practices or symbols, such as the cross. The Bishop's Council even fears that charities could be challenged by atheists if grace is said before meals. The Law Society says religious believers may also be able to launch a civil action for harassment. Isn't it amazing, too? You'll notice that as, as the banking boys take over to control of the entire planet, plunder the planet, and get rewarded for plund- plundering the planet... They, uh, they're, they're also into the law side of everything in this new world order. They have new, new layers of bureaucracies, of lawyers coming out to deal with all new kinds of things which they invent all the time. Supposedly to, to sort out the chaos, the carnage, uh, as, as we go into this brave new world that they've designed for, we're all so darned equal. So equal that you, everyone will be disgraced or offended by everyone else quite the world that they always profit from it don't they always profit this is in an official submission to the EU society said for instance in a shop or shared lodging house there may be a notice board on which is posted material that some of those who see it will find offensive on religious ground for instance a poster for a film such as Life of Bright, proposals which go before the EU governments for approval later this year are part of a new directive outlawing discrimination by businesses on the grounds of sexual orientation. That's where they're putting under sexual orientation, disability, or belief. If it's approved, it would become the latest in a swath of European-inspired equality laws which critics say stifle freedom of speech and marginalize religion, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. Freedom is slavery, you see, as Orwell said, under the guise of being as all free and equal would become deeper and deeper chained into the chain pit of the slavery hole in the ground, the black hole of Calcutta. The government's tried to introduce a similar law in 2005, but dropped it after resounding rejection by the House of Lords. And again, that's what they notice too. Whenever anything's rejected or kicked out of a parliament or a congress, they always bring it back a year later or two years later. That They don't, don't give up. Why is that? It's because it's a planned, written-down format for an agenda. That's why. That's why it's done. It's quite simple. It's an agenda. Once we get that through our heads, we can stop arguing about the trivia that they throw at us and understand it for what it is and what it's meant to do. Back with more after this break. You're
0: listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Cutting through the matrix. It's amazing, too, to see all the military articles in the newspapers to do with their purchasing of new equipment and planes and tanks and weaponry and all the different things they want in the near future, too, little flying drones that go around the cities and clamp onto walls and watch people and listen to people. Just endless, endless billions of dollars during a depression it never stops it's never stopped the military and you used to wonder why even when you had depressions they could jump into a full world war like world war one and then world war two world war two literally pulled people out of the depression because that's when they went to town on borrowing and then the munitions of course came into their own with the industrial military complex getting to the very top of the tree and things were never ever the same afterwards because the military-industrial complex had never let go of power. They're a big part of the program. They belong in bed with the bankers. In fact, they really are. the same, it's the same bunch. You owns a whole lot and all the big big military companies. And they're purchasing all these different weapons to go across the planet, slaughtering people. And uh, Sorry, peacekeeping. Peacekeeping across the world and helping children. Back in the US, use articles like this in the newspapers. This is from ABC News on march the eighth, two thousand nine. It says Have a buck buy a house. Desperate sellers in Detroit and beyond unload properties for cost of city share by Eric Horn. It says a dollar doesn't buy much these days, but in Detroit it can buy you a house. Welcome to Landlord Nation where for foreclosure. Notices are plentiful, and for sale signs offer at least 1,800 homes for under $10,000 that once were worth at least 10 times more. Local investors Anthony Pearson and Henry Sewell look over the house they purchased for $8,500. Real estate agent Ian Mason, who specializes in selling foreclosed properties, shows us a two-bedroom, 800-square-foot home that his agency recently sold for a single dollar. It wasn't much of a negotiation, said Mason, who works for Bearing Group. The seller was ambitiously looking to get rid of it. That's because the seller, here you go again, there was a bank. The bank's been reclaiming all the houses, right? The seller, a bank, was losing thousands each month in maintenance costs and taxes just to hold on to the foreclosed home. Which is badly in need of new paint, carpeting, and bathroom fixtures, but otherwise appears structurally sound and free of mold. For the price of a can of soda, Mason says it's a bargain. I think you can make this house clean, safe, and functional for 500 to 1,000 dollars," said Mason. There are more than 40,000 vacant properties in Detroit. Which has been hit hard by the foreclosure crisis and the median home price is a stunningly low $7,000. It's incredible. People have been utterly raped and pillaged and the banks are so stuffed with repossessions to pass them off for a buck or for the taxes or whatever. In many neighborhoods, homes that were fetching $75,000 just three years ago are now selling for 10 cents on the dollar or less. Some of the homes are very nice, some of, are, some of them are falling over, said Mason. It's not just Detroit this week. This weekend, hundreds of foreclosed houses were being unloaded at fire sales, prices at giant auctions in New England and New York. For the banks that are in possession of these properties, time is money. Oh, well, you've got to get, get going, you know, they've got a job to do, right? Time is money. Never mind, these homes, remember, were full of people before this hit. Where are they all now, eh? economy comes first, eh? Time is money. In Detroit, home prices have plunged more than 20%, but sales volume is up 37% in the past 12 months. Most of the buyers are real estate investors. So there you go again. It's not families that are buying; It's investors looking for when they'll start selling them again. Like Brett Russell, the Michigan Natives, has purchased and renovated over the more than 120 Detroit-area properties convert them into rental homes. Everything's going rental now. Remember, too, that's what the they have, for the Agenda 21 at United Nations, for their habitat areas, as they're calling their big super cities now, habitat areas, uh, there'll be no private property and no private uh, transportation either, isn't it? Coincidental how it all works in the same path, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that nothing ever happens anywhere that's not in the, same, the right direction of the agenda? Isn't that amazing? he works closely with Mason to find the best houses at the lowest prices. Well, you can't really beat a dollar, can you? I see very little risk in the market currently. No, no kidding, said Russell. You're buying a home for $10,000. It goes down to $8,000. Your rents are very strong. From a cash flow standpoint, you're on steady footing. And these guys understand that. They always see a deal in every catastrophe. It's like Rothschild, you know, when he said he was asked when he made most of his money and his profits, he says, when the, when the blood is flowing in the streets, that's when you make your profits. And there's plenty to emulate him alive today. Plenty. We worship mammon. We worship those that are rich. I actually worship them. Now there's one more article I want to just mention on here. And it's, so Canada, from the same National Post that gave that PR blurb the other day uh, about uh, Canadian security and all the rest of it, and, and the handout by the military, about the military now coming into basically policing Canada, and they'll be roaming around Canada on ATVs and so on in rural areas, for our safety, you understand. So the National Post, you can pretty well tell who it belongs to. And this is from Colin Kinney, March the 12th. The security services need people. Canada needs jobs. Do the math, he says. The focus of the federal government's January 27 budget was job creation. And why wouldn't it be given the current implosion of the world economy and soaring unemployment rates across Canada? What I find curious about the budget that so the government didn't look into the huge gaps in Canada's security matrix... ...and take measures to fill them with what Canadian security agencies need so badly. People. Now, security agencies are run by the, the taxpayer. They're not producing unless they're stealing folks' property and confiscations like they did in the Soviet Union. That's when they make some kind of profit and can pay for themselves. So the idea is to recruit unemployed people and put them into this new security system for Canada... He says, we're short of soldiers, we're short of cops, we're short of spooks, of spies. We're short of border guards. We're also short of equipment for the military, much of which could be manufactured in Canada. It's quite amazing. You know, Canada, for many years, was, was thought of as the good guy of the world. It didn't get involved in all the petty wars that were going on. And suddenly, again, since 2001, we've become militarized, and we're all fighting in other places in Afghanistan, too. And they've formed uh, a Canadian branch of the Special Air Service. They're trained by the SAS. This is always in combat. It doesn't matter even peacetime. They're always in some country somewhere killing people. They get bloodied during, in, in between wars. They're, they're always fighting. So we've become very militarized. But this, this reporter here wants more people in the security services inside Canada as well. He says here, the closest the government has come in recent months to making major investments in Canada's security agencies was the announcement of a $274 million contract to purchase 1,300 military trucks from Navista International Corporation. The company will build the trucks at its Texas plant despite the fact that it has a plant in Chatham, Ontario. What well, hasn't this gopher here got? Doesn't he get it? We're all global now. We're all one. We've been one for a long time. You don't care where they put the plant, who buys it. The guys at the top all share the loot. It's all tax money anyway, isn't it? So that's enough of that little article. And I'll go to the phones, and there's Dennis from Arkansas on the line. you there, Dennis. Hello, Dennis? No? Nope. No, Dennis. Can
0: you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. okay. Um, I, I grew up just outside Detroit. Um, yes. I know what you're talking about. I know- I grew up in Livonia at one time and had the highest income per capita in the United States, but that was because of the automotive industry no more. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to ask you a quick question. I hope you don't mind me changing topic a little bit. Um, I called you a week ago or so about the uh, uh, predictive programming and the new world order and that. Yeah. Um, what, what's your take on these high-definition boxes? Do you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean if the government is
1: so interested in I mean that's a red flag right there in my mind. You're right. You're right. I mean I've never ever heard of a government mandating that the the TV companies must broadcast in high definition or, or uh, get subsidies to be able to get the black boxes for high definition if they can't afford brand new TVs. I mean, this is unheard of. Mm-hmm. So there's a very... we have got to understand, though, that the TV has been the greatest tool for propaganda they've ever given us mm-hmm. and mind control. And, and, of course, the high definition, I'm certain, will hypnotize people even more efficiently than the old type did. So it's an imperative, obviously, from from a government security control standpoint.
0: I've got one that's a Panasonic with a DVD recorder, and I took it apart. I'm no expert, but I can't see any camera or anything in it. But um, I noticed that it draws a lot of extra electricity. Yeah. And, and um, don't call me crazy or nothing, but I've noticed that my, I, I don't ever dream hardly, but I, I've been dreaming every night since I got this thing almost. Uh-huh. And it's like there's a radio program going on in my mind. Yes. And I'm wondering if they're broadcasting, I don't know, I've heard a, Voice to Skull, uh, the Russian Woodpecker, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And and, uh, I'm curious, I turned it off for a week, unplugged it, and I went back to sleeping normally.
1: Well, there's proof for you right there there's something going on.
0: And um, I've been doing some recording for Kicks and Giggles. I I watch, I mean, I listen to uh, RBN almost all day on my satellite dish. Mm -hmm. And while I'm, well, listen to it, and while I'm doing that, I do recording, uh, primarily commercials and a lot on um, public TV. And then I record again to another DVD player on slow. Yeah. And I do that again several times. And I'm seeing messages flash like um, uh, exercise less, eat more on the public TV children's shows. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's just a nanosecond.
1: And things like love is hate and uh, Elvis is alive. <laughs> uh-huh. what, what you should do is, is tape it, slow it down, and make uh, a DVD for it. I am. Yeah. I am.
0: It's
1: and, my hobby. And send it to me, because I can remember the first time uh, it was discovered that subliminals were being used in uh, Britain was for Margaret Thatcher's campaign, uh, and uh, it was caught, and eventually it was exposed by, I think it was the Scottish television, showed you these subliminals they were using uh, for her campaign and consciously most folk didn't really see it but it went right into the unconscious and they started to talk about Maggie Thatcher and it was one of the biggest uh, well-funded operations they'd tried with uh, subliminals on television at that particular time.
0: I've even seen nudity on um, the uh, public TV children's shows, flashes of nudity. Yeah. That's just interesting.
1: Well, it's interesting because, again, uh, you're living in a time when uh, I've got articles here on these helmets that as uh, for the new virtual reality, where literally they give off uh, a, a small signal, ELF-type signal. They manipulate the temporal lobe of the brain to give you sensations. Uh, they can, act, they can uh, like the Cor- Corbin helmet, which is used in universities in Canada, they can actually give you hallucinations. So I don't see why they can't build something, a television set to do something similar, especially when, when Microsoft said in one of the reports that they might not even need the helmet. They could build the particular type of instrument into the, around the screen itself, and that would manipulate your brain from a few feet away. So I, I don't think you're off the wall at all when you talk about uh, this happening with high-definition televisions. Well,
0: I think um, this deal about the cameras and microphones I think that's disinformation to marginalize
1: you know, mm-hmm. what it's really doing. It could be that too, but I do also know that, uh, that they've even tried putting cameras in the little LED lights that you see, the on and off light. Uh, that was reported from one producer quite a few years ago. Uh, we've had companies that make the laptop computers that have, and the, the security agencies have admitted that they can turn on the microphones and listen to you in the room, Yeah, and mainstream newspapers I understand that. So, yeah, we can't we, we cannot be overcautious because uh, science is being used as a weapon, of course, of control, and television definitely is the, the greatest means of control. It would make sense they would use their advanced technology to control people. And the, Brzezinski himself, Zygmunt Brzezinski, talked about the technotronic era
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that would control people's minds, give them opinions, they wouldn't know how they were arriving at their opinions but it was done through psychotronic-type warfare. So it, it will be put in many different gadgets, I'm certain.
0: Well, I'm disabled. I don't have a whole lot of money, but I don't have a computer. don't want one. I don't have a cell phone, but that's yes. neither here nor there. But I, if I uh, send a contribution in earmark it for you to RBN, it'll it'll get to you,
1: right? Yeah, or you can look at my website. And oh, my, my address is on the website. I don't have a computer. Oh, okay. I, I'm a no-netter. Okay, that's probably safer, too, these days. I know, because I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I get hacked at times time by the security services, and I had two computers hacked at the same time during the week. There. I couldn't even get into Yahoo because they were in there, in my site. Well, I don't want and, to... Uh, so, they, you know, they play little games with you and all the rest of it. Right. But you're quite right. It's it's, a, it's really for gathering intelligence on everyone. It's not for our benefit.
0: Yeah. Well, I know how to use when I did when I worked, but um, anyway... I appreciate your show, and um, uh, you're you're a very fine host. Um, A lot of these guys, they give everybody the bums rush, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I just Mm -hmm. thank you for your opinion.
1: Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, I've heard so many of these things going on. I know it was on. I know a lot more, in fact. Um, I know there are certain towers going up across the country in Canada, probably the States too, and definitely in Europe, because I've got photographs sent to me. And I've already had reports of people. Some people have incredible migraines and never had them before, end up in emergency wards. And I'm sure it's this um, this ground wave uh, electronic uh, spectrum that the Homeland Security systems are, are using. They haven't really told us what it's all about. But these things uh, have an awful lot of voltage going into them. They put a lot of amperage out and have their own transformers. And they cover sort of local areas in a network-type grid. They haven't really said what that is for, but I do have reports, as I say, of professional people who've suddenly come down uh, with incredible headaches. it will depend, again, on a little bit of difference in, in your brain frequency from others. You might get the headaches, most might not, but I'm sure it's there to influence everyone. They're going to use all kinds of technology, remember, to control the world. Bertrand Russell said this again, for long before Brzezinski, he said that back in the 1950s, that again, uh, advanced techniques would control the minds of whole populations, and they wouldn't understand or even know what was happening. We'll back with more after this break. you psychiatrist and on medication and so on. And sure enough, out today comes that very thing. It's always the same MO, isn't it? Same thing. And this is from the, the BBC, World News. German gunmen warned of attack, 12th of March. The Turkish gunman who killed 15 people in a German school and nearby had given, he'd given they all do this too, they give an internet warning before the, on a shooting rampage, German officials say. This is a guy who dressed like a SWAT team member, because his heroes, you see, he's grown up with heroes in, in, in games who all wear black. And all you do is we walk around shooting everybody in these games, one after another, you see, very efficiently. And so he dressed up in black and did the very thing that he'd just been doing in the games all these years. You see, Tim Kretschmer, age 17, gave the warning in a chat room before the killings in the den on Wednesday. Kritchmer killed twelve people in the school and three others in the nearby town of Wedlington or Wedling-gen. He then shot himself after a shootout with the police. They always shoot themselves, eh? At the very end. Police say chatroom users did not take the comment seriously at the time. At a news conference, Baden in Wurttemberger's interior Minister Herbert Rech said the gunman had spoken of his attack on a chatroom in a German internet portal. He said the message read, I've had enough, I'm fed up with this horrid life, always the same. People are laughing at me, the one sees my potential. So he had sort of paranoid delusions, and he also had delusions of grandeur. If he hadn't done this, he, he may have been a good politician. He says, I am scared, I have weapons here, and I will go to my former school tomorrow, and then I will really do a drilling. The message then continued, possibly I'll get away, so keep your ears open. You'll hear from me tomorrow. Just remember the name of the place, Winnenden. And then he goes on about the fact that um, he was an average student, nothing outstanding, played tennis, uh, but had a lot of depression set in, got treatment from a psychiatrist and so on, and here's your end product. I often would like to meet these particular psychiatrists they attend, I know that the one in Britain, who uh, was a psychiatrist for the guy who went to Dunblane High School, I believe he had worked with the military for quite some time. It would be interesting to see what they program into their minds, wouldn't it? And this is just standard routine, standard routine. There's been other guys doing the same thing uh, in the last few years, same things, who've actually gone on on the internet and showed the guns off and so on and said what they were going to do. And no one stops them. But the police are watching them because the police tell you they were watching them for weeks, sometimes months, because they want these things to happen. And of course, out of the, sh- the shootings, there's, there's another call for more uh, gun control in Germany. You see, if you got a problem, how would you solve the problem? Like people having firearms, you they create a problem and scare the bejesus out of everybody. That's what you do. And whoever dies in the process is irrelevant because the end justifies the means. Where you're breaking down powers to get the New World Order on the go, or having school shootings to have uh, a prohibition on firearms of all kinds, you'll get it done one way or another. As simple as that. That's how they plan the world. Well, that's the music, so from Hamish and myself, from Ontario, Canada. It's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.